<laughs> and he's back. Hello. And we're back. Zops. Hello. Test. Hey, hey, Zops. Hey, Zops. We decided that we're going to be uh, whispering uh, for the remainder of the series Hello. of the podcast. Hello, That's can you hear me? Apex ASMR. Apex. Oh. <laughs> Is everything okay? Hello? Hello? Can you, can you hear me? Yes. Bar- barely. No, oh my god, I was going crazy. Zobs, you sound like you're in another country right now. What's happening? I am in another country. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the dropship. My name is Zobs. And this is Nugget. Hey, this is Meteor Juice. Tonight we kick off with a bunch of lore. Pathfinder in a trench coat. Meteor's back on his legend quest. How you guys doing tonight? Doing great. I am fan good. <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten deep into the lore of a game before? I don't think I've ever lured out on a shooter before, like a battle royale or a shooter. I've definitely lured out on like uh, Uncharted or Last of Us. Oh, but cool! I would say Apex is like the first game that I've played. That's I mean, the fundamentals are a BR shooter, but it has this uh, extraneous backstory that uh, just sort of like deepens the whole experience. And for me, I would say I. I follow it to an extent. I appreciate that it's there. I'm so glad that it's there, but I'm not like a lore fiend. So I don't know all the character backstories and how they all relate and all that stuff. It doesn't get my juices flowing, but I I am really glad that it's there. Uh, I'm in a similar boat. I I highly appreciate the fact that it exists. Um, The big thing about it is that I think what it does, it gives a lot of charm to the game. Mm -hmm. Like some people who like, they say like, hey, what? why do we even have voice lines? Like, they span the voice lines. They're really cheesy. I don't like them. But, like, it adds a lot of personality and charm, you know? Like, you're hanging out. Like, you're, you're going through the game, and then you'll get, like, a voice line, and it makes you chuckle a little bit. It's color. It's aesthetic. It's It adds another layer, which you wouldn't have otherwise, like, thought of. I mean, you could play, like, a game and just do it for the mechanics. But what it is, it's, like, like a beautiful coat of paint. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's flavor, you know? I, I, I like that it's there. Um, but do I go deep into it? I don't. But when it comes out, it's like, oh, that's really fun. Uh, did you ever play uh, League of Legends or I, I feel or Overwatch? How did you feel about Overwatch when they when they do stuff like this? I don't. Something about Overwatch. Maybe it was just the the space I was at the time. I, I feel like I got more into the lore. Uh, okay. or at least I knew more of like how they all connected. Um, I just feel yeah. I, I guess maybe that's pretty consistent for me across the games. I, I I really like it. Like what you're saying, it just adds depth and flavor to the game. It adds like a personality that um, I'm just not super into. But at the same time, I know I would miss it if it weren't there. Like it's you know it's just yeah. Hmm. Like characters you choose, there it's like a hero. You you pick heroes, right? And uh, what's cool about Apex, and I suppose also, I've, again, I've never played these games like League of Legends or uh, Overwatch, but like uh, that, the, that brings into question like the, like people quote unquote maining legends, right? Part of it is just like their personalities and and what they what what you like about them, uh, not necessarily just the mechanics. So I, I think it it all kind of just intermingles in a really really fun way. Yeah, I think especially like now that I have a, I finally got an heirloom. You know, it's cool that yeah, we can um, talk about that. You know, there's an heirloom backstory 
to a lot of the legends and you can oh, connect true. the heirloom to some sort of little storyline in their history, which are all those little small elements that even if you're not super, you know, up to date with how they all connect and link together, it just gives you that added investment in the game and the legend exactly. that you play. Um that really, I think, goes a long way for the longevity of the game and your investment in yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I like that uh, these lore videos are releasing, and just, like, every season there's kind of, like, this underlying kind of storyline. Uh, I like that it's evolving, too. So while we, we're continuing to play the game, our ideas of, of the, the characters and our, our thoughts behind them are, like, also are also evolving, which is pretty cool. It keeps it fresh, or a little fresh, you know? Uh, if you ever go on Reddit, there's uh, pretty much every legend of uh, on Apex uh, have their own little subreddit. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, Pathfinder mains, Wraith mains, Watson mains. And I feel like I'm funny. in six, six of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm in like eight of them or nine of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to bet there's still like a handful of people in each subreddit who play legends merely for their personalities. Like I'm sure Mirage mains totally. uh, play them for because they love Mirage or, or Watson mains. They... They love Watson, how cute she is. You know, that's like part of their appeal. Yeah. Um, and I also love like uh, in those subreddits, like there's like a culture, like kind of in line with the personalities of the legends they made too. So like the memes that you see there or like, uh, like people like being all like lovey dovey with how cute Watson is and stuff. It's, 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 it's adorable. I, I'd rather have this, the lore and the characters and like the background of the story and stuff than without it. Yeah. I'm on the same boat. And I really, I like so appreciate people who are super into the lore because that's the that's the best way that I soak it in is from you know following it from people who are like really passionate about it and will just share it in the Discord or on Reddit and uh, you know yeah, see it, all these little links that they run together. Um, that gets me sort of jazzed up about it more so than I would if people weren't as interested in it. Yeah, I've never gone deep into lore. I think Apex is going to be the first game that I'm going to see how deep I can go into it. And Nugget, we're talking about okay. different ways to absorb lore. I like Destiny. I knew what was going on, but I can't say I ever got really deep into it. But today's fight night, uh, stories from the Outland, definitely Dude. got my, my interests peaked. Yeah. I, w- I want to know more. It was awesome. Here's a question. When you're playing games like The Last of Us or Resident Evil... Do you stop and read the extra items, the journals, and all those kind of extra lore items? Uh, yes. Uh, not 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 every time, but I try to. I'm like, I I I worry too much about getting all the like trophies, like getting the platinum trophy on PlayStation, that I miss out on all that stuff. And I wish I didn't do that. But when I play a game like Last of Us or you know, whatever it is, uh, Tomb Raider. Like, I want to get the Platinum Trophy, so I spend too much time trying to get all the collectibles, and I miss out on the actual like, ah. narrative experience of the game. You turn into a completionist. Yeah, I'm a completionist. I like the games where it lets you play through on the first go, and you're not going to miss anything. Yeah, you don't have to worry too much about all the collectibles. I think that's cool. I, th- I like that you go for the Platinum Trophies and actually, like, really, really complete the game. Like, have you guys read any of the comics that they're having this season? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, one of them, or was it last season? No, no I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel like that's a good indicator too. of the degree to which you're interested in lore. Like, if you just yeah. take the time, I that's just click true. through. I want the reward. I don't care what. Yeah. You get rewards for reading the comics. Yeah, you get little like you know gun uh, charms and stuff. 
it, oh, it's not shit. week yeah, to week. Yeah, that was a cool gun no, charge. No, it's not week to week, but no, you have to do the whole uh, oh, line, okay. and then they you get it. So I'm not really following it, but I like that uh, those those quest lines are actually canon too, as part of the lore. Uh, I I know like yeah, so the season five quest. Where, like, there was a spy and, like, something mm-hmm. with Lobo's Quest. I have no idea what's happening. Also, it's, like, kind of connected to Titanfall, which I still haven't played. So, like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure the people who are, who are super into that were, like, really surprised with uh, with Ash's reveal and all that. What I like about it is that there's, like, this falling out between, like, Crypto and Caustic and Watson. And it goes through with the voice lines they interact with. Yeah. I think in canon right now, uh, Crypto and Caustic kind of have like a, an animosity towards each other. Yeah, I haven't seen something um, about them being stepbrothers too. Like that's a whole other excuse me? theory or subplot. I was seeing that a lot today. Maybe I don't want to go that deep. I do know from the comics that... <laughs> that's ridiculous. Oh, do you remember who was in a hospital bed? Somebody was hurt? Uh, Watson. Was it, um, Watson. Yeah. Caustic's got a sweet spot for Watson. Yeah, right. he's, like, protective of her. And Lifeline and Octane yeah. are dating, right? Or did date? No, something? they're, like... Yes. Wait, they're not... Are they? No, they're not. They're best buds. They're not dating. It's, I thought they it's were platonic. dating. No, mm. they're, it's platonic. That's the degree to which I follow the lore. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, Octane blew his legs off, and Lifeline was the one who, like, saved his life or something. So they're, like, best buds. Also, they're from the same planet, which is uh, where Olympus is based on. Someone went on and a date. Who oh, went on cool. a date? Someone went on a date with someone. And, uh... Oh, uh, there was one uh, scene where Octane went on a date with some, like, Hammond employee. And, oh, like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you should spy on her for info or something. I don't know. But, yeah, the current quest, uh, like, comics right now is actually, like, Octane and Lifeline focused. Cool. You got to trade gaming time for the comics. Yeah, so, that's the thing. I mean, you don't have to. I guess sure. you could YouTube it or whatever. But you're always like, oh, comics. Or oh, I could drop into a match. And that's a tough sell. So mm-hmm. I don't like I mean, reading that much. Just, yeah, just grab the treasure packs, and then, like, I'm, I'm, my plan is, like, I'm going to grab all the treasure packs, like, every time I play, and then by the end, like, bef- right before, like, the season ends, I'm going to, like, just fly through the the quest and, like, get the rewards. Yeah, I don't know. I, be like, oh, okay, that's neat. Lore's kind of fun. But I do understand cool, now though. why when Lifeline walks into the grow houses, she gets all, like, oh, think of all the people they could have saved if they just shared, because she's from Ooh. that planet. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard uh, one or two, but I, I don't remember that yeah, one. Yeah, Lifeline's got for some different... thoughts about Olympus. I get it now. Yeah, I think different areas maybe sparks different voice lines. I think that's cool. I think that's fun. So, like Fright it. Night. What do you think Fight Night's going to be? You think boxing match? Yo, can we what talk we about that doing? video Punch... real quick, though? Because we haven't yeah. talked about it yet. It's super cool. It. I, it's my favorite so far. I mean, the Revenant one, the Wraith one are also really good, but I, this one was super fun. Um, I like that they gave a backstory of why Pathfinder like has boxing gloves and he's really into like being a boxer. And this is like kind of like a loose like explanation for that, which I like. It's not just like, hey, uh, remember Rock'em Sock and Robots? This is our like little homage to that. It's actually like, I mean, I'm sure that's what it is, but I like that they kind of justified it through like some weird canon story. Um, I I loved it. Like this sci-fi noir with like Pathfinder being like the slapstick, yeah. like heart, had a lot of like uh, Blade character. Runner vibes. It was exactly. Cool. Mm, totally. Uh, I like that Blade it's Runner. like some like grizzled cop who used to be a boxer, and like that's why Pathfinder was <laughs> kind of into it. It's it's fun. It's great. It was another stories from the Outland where I felt it was even more brutal and more. Adult and vicious, because really? when Loba killed 
uh, or when Loba's family got killed, I remember being like, oh, damn, Apex stepping it up that, with his lore. Yeah, right? that's dark. You know, like, whoa. And then now you're watching, like, poor Pathfinder's memories, and you're watching point-blank executions, and mm. I don't even remember half of them. I think I blocked some of them out. I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I love it. Apparently, Pathfinder's creator, uh, you 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 get you see you see them, and it's this like female scientist, and uh, apparently her name is Amelia P, and she has a French accent in the video. So people are speculating it's like Watson's like uh, mother or grandmother, which is pretty neat. Because her okay. name is Amelia P, like her last name is just like a, a one letter, so it's mm-hmm. presumed to be Paquette, and she has a French uh, accent. Paquette, and she's like a yeah. scientist. I'll buy uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally tracks. It's pretty cool. So, do you think the 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 boxing ring will be actually something where you can have punch fights? Like you jump into the boxing ring and all weapons are disabled, and you can punch it out with another person? They make yeah, it look so that I, way. It looks, yeah, I think uh, yeah. there's a ring, right? There's at least a boxing ring, so that's exciting. I don't know what like the periphery like uh, uh, map terrain is going to be like. I assume just buildings. I don't know. Do you think it'll be something where they, where once you enter the ring, all your items are like? disabled or is it going to be one of those trust things where you have to like agree to drop all your stuff before you enter the ring okay so this is my hope okay and i hope this like they they alter maybe there's a we're going to be patch notes uh maybe a patch comes out when they when they drop it but my my hope is that they change uh where the final rings close and it closes on the ring and the the takeover yeah that would be cool where it encourages you to do like the meme of dropping all your stuff and boxing it out or at the very least, like the final ring is just like the the boxing arena, which is kind of fun. That would be a cool LTM. Yeah. Well, not LTM. Oh, just, that like, would it, be. Oh, one of the people final would hate it so there. much. It's There'd gonna be, be awesome. So much rage. I'm I'm hoping, and also I want to like because I just got Pathfinder's heirloom, so I'm like really excited to like. Oh yeah, you can really box that. it up box with the gloves. Up. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Robot in a trench coat. Dude, yeah. Gumshoe Detective Pathfinder, I'm getting it. I'm buying some skins, hands down. Yeah, it's it's, it's happening. <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. It's a deep question, guys. When do you think you've mastered a legend? Ooh, this was a good discussion on your Discord. This was a big discussion. Who started? Was this the Deep uh, start Chrome this Michael? one? Oh, Chrome no, started it. Chrome, Chrome, yeah. I think he was listening to uh, our last episode. Yeah, that's a great um, question. Well, what do you guys think? Well, okay. So the question was, well, what do you consider mastery? Uh, I guess well, in terms of I think of when you're as good a legend as, or apex. When you're as good with a legend as I am, you've mastered them. <laughs> That's a the barometer. Fake. A little subjective. Dot. Uh, mastery. That's tough. I think my bar for mastery is pretty high. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think. All right, let's I, specify I think, uh, then. Personal mastery. What's the what's the? Isn't there something like you're supposed to do something for something? Ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours. hours. I mean, I've definitely played Apex for at least ten thousand hours at this point. Have you played one legend for ten thousand hours though? Oh no, I haven't. I feel like you to get mastery in a certain legend, you really have to only play that legend for the vast majority of your game time and have a significant amount of game time. And if that's your jam, then like all, you know, good for you. And I think that's awesome. But that to me, to me, it just sort of like takes out some of the fun of this game because there's so many awesome legends 
that sure. that you can play in so many different ways and to limit yourself to just one um while maybe it, it sort of focuses your your gameplay and you can master that legend and you know how to use all their abilities in all these different scenarios it's sort of like I don't know, there's so many different flavors, and just to limit yourself to one flavor, I don't know, I feel like you're missing out a little bit. My, my idea of it, uh, for if you're, if you're a master of a legend, would be, uh, you, one, you, you're, you can just hop in and play that legend like, uh, like easy peasy. Like you know their, their strengths and weaknesses and um, when to use their abilities. And I think the, the marker also is like advanced techniques. Like you know like creatively how to use your 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 abilities and how to counter legends with your abilities in any situation um archimedes said like using uh figuring out a way to uh using every um oh no uh, knowing how to change a situation to suit your legends needs so i guess for like a Mm -hmm. defensive legends maybe drawing the enemies towards like some area you fortified stuff like that um and i think the big thing is just building kind of like a reflex where you're not even thinking about it at this point, where you're like, I know where to put all the caustic traps. I don't have to think about it. Uh, I know I know how to fence this and this. And, like, you haven't even thought about it. You just you blinked, and, like, all the fences are up where they need to go. Like, your flank's ready to go. Like, it's all protected, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you don't, there's, no, there's no delay. Like, you just do it. And especially in a game where you have to be, like, really, really fast with reflexes and reaction time. Like, a, someone who's a master of legend would, wouldn't have to think about it. It's just, you, you do it, and it's ready to go. Um, and obviously other factors, if I can think about it. Um, oh, and then, so the height of that too. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's not enough. Maybe, um, I'm using, uh, the term mastery a little like kind of, um, casually, maybe like, it, maybe it's not easy. Like the, the, the pinnacle of a ma- mastering a legend is like way higher. Um, but I don't know if I said it. Yeah, I'm not sure I've mastered any legends yet. Yeah, I, I'm proficient in a few. I, 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 I thinking. Yeah, I, I, I want to consider myself a master of Pathfinder. Like I can grapple, I can do all the grapples, but like I still haven't. Like again, I want to like uh, uh, highlight the fact that I feel like using their abilities like really, really creatively, and like using advanced techniques where like. Um, they're the techniques using their abilities where people don't normally think about. Um, like with Pathfinder, like you can grapple enemies, but do people usually do? So someone who's a master at Pathfinder would probably like use that a lot, and or at least like, uh, at least like uh, whenever they have the opportunity, that's like key for that ability. You know, like finishing yeah. a fight or something, they'll grapple the enemy and like shoot him with a massive in the face. Like you can do that as Pathfinder, but do people normally do it? You can get by without it, but a master would like know exactly when to do it and would do it if they can. All right. So how come you think the hemlock's so hard to nerf? I, I don't think it's hard to nerf. I think it needs to be nerfed. <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> Just admitted nerf it. Already. it. <laughs> no, you were, you were talking about this in the Discord. You got feelings about the, the hemlock? Yeah, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big uh, hemlock fan I at the moment. I hate it. It's, uh, it's, you uh, hate <laughs> it. I love it. Quite a bit of frustration. It's, um, it's just too strong. It, it's, I, I don't know how to, to explain it. It's just like... I've played this game enough that when something is out of balance, it, you can just feel it. And um, the Hemlock right now just feels... Because I think the game right now is in a really great place, balance-wise. Mm-hmm. The weapons are all pretty strong and balanced. 
Some have their niches, others have their others, and all the legends are pretty, you know, have great, you know, reasons to play them. And so when everything else is balanced, the things that are out of balance really stand out. And I think the hemlock really stands out from the weapon perspective because there's really no weakness that the gun has. It's good at all ranges. And the, the burst right now is... If you can hit your shots, if you're proficient with your aim, no, you don't have and to. You don't even have to be like to. pro level. You can just be an average aimer. It's super strong. You can get melted so fast. We had a we had a game the other night where there was a lifeline, I think, or maybe I think we got confused. Either a lifeline or a loba, who was solo and held all three of us, you know, a bay. Like we couldn't approach her because every time one of us peeked, we'd get a burst to the chest, and we couldn't. You would do enough damage <laughs> that you can't push without being vulnerable because they it outputs so much damage so quickly that it's you you uh-huh. really have to respect the weapon in a way that you don't have to respect the rest of the weapons in the game. And I don't think it's like it's not game breaking, but it's definitely in need of a nerf. Yeah, the the big issue with the hemlock is that the burst recoil got reduced so hard where you don't really yes. have to like control it. You I mean you do a little bit, but once you like get a hang of it, it's super easy now. The TTK on it's super fast. You'll down someone like in less than a second if you just get your shots. Like if they're in, they're not behind cover and you get your shots in, like they're dead. Uh and yeah. the big issue with like uh with a de- decreased recoil is that like of course, like yeah, you spam the burst and they die super fast. But the thing is, with the reduced recoil, you can you can uh, kill someone with the burst at like much longer ranges than you normally would have. Presumably, like the a burst weapon with like the like the recoil of it, like able to only like hit them from like short to mid range. But with, since the recoil is so low, you're 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 doing bursts at like long range, which is absurd. The recoil doesn't have the recoil is controlled for you, like you said. So it's like an auto rifle that you don't have to control the recoil. You just pull the trigger and it goes up and down. You yeah. pull the trigger again and it goes and up and down. And the fact that the burst, like, yeah. it, it goes up, you're guaranteed to always have some headshots per burst. That's what also makes mm-hmm. it deadly. And that's why uh, this season, because they, they buffed it two seasons ago. So this season they kind of gave it a little nerf where they reduced the headshot damage, but the burst recoil is still the same. It's still super, super good. <laughs> like, too good. And That's uh, too good. And... Uh, 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 and then it also has single fire, which is amazing at long range. And that's pretty much what I used the hemlock for was like a mid range, long range kind of single fire gun. Uh, but now it's like burst. Like I, I've rarely used single fire these days. It's just always on burst because like, uh, why, why like, like uh, chip away and like get the down from like a little further range when I could just close the distance slightly and Too then melt good. them instantly, you know? All right, guys, no time to think. For the rest of your lives, you only get to throw hammer points onto Mozambiques or 2020s. What do you pick? Nugget. I'm going 2020, hands down. I'm a 2020 guy. Oh, man. No time to think. uh, If I had to choose... Uh, you do have oh, to stop stalling. If I had to choose, I'd say P twenty twenty. But I'm like I'm I've we talked about it last episode. All right. Zops. we got three twenty twenties. It's been decided. Just, you no, Mozambiqueers no, are back. wrong. <laughs> you are misguided, and you're letting last your team down. Mozambique with hammers is super good. It's like a close, close second. There's like the distance oh, between them is like. I don't so want to hear like, from this Mozambique I'm very, apologist. I, I, I'm appealed <laughs> towards Mozambique with hammers now. It's if you haven't, don't knock it before you try it. It's great. But but it's not as good as the T twenty twenty. The thing is, a base P twenty twenty is like 
pretty good. Like not base, but like without hammers, like you, you, it's surprisingly like not bad. I just love the sound of the P twenty twenty with hammers. Yeah, it's the sound. The sound is so bing, satisfying. Bing. It's like ping ping. There's like this high ping to it inside. Like the oh, it's so good, so good. It's good sound. The the sounds on the Apex guns are some of my favorite mm-hmm. gun sounds I've ever heard. It's a meteor. Yes. What do you want? Can you make me good at Legends? Who are we make, doing this week? Make you good at Legends? Yeah, probably. Snap. So who are we talking? What Legends What legends have you been rocking lately? Okay, so my Legend quest. Uh, I'm almost done. I have like three more Legends to go. So the first, uh, first Legend I want to go through, uh, actually, uh, while you're here, Nugget, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're back. Uh, uh, let's do uh, Bloodhound. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, which I've heard you've, uh, you've got an heirloom for. How's that going? I did. Yeah. I've... Hey, what was your what was your thought process? Yeah. On picking your heirloom, what made you decide to pull the trigger on Bloodhound, and how are you feeling about? Because you you had to wait for your heirloom. You did <laughs> I not sure get your heirloom right away. <laughs> I think I must have got it in the four nineties. I was pretty close to that five hundred pack. T- take us on that journey. How'd you how'd you make your decision? Uh, if if I had gotten it at different parts in this journey, I probably would have picked other heirlooms there was definitely a time i would have i would have gotten lifelines for sure because she's been my og main you go through phases you go through like i I really do like main phases yeah i've always i've always kind of thought bloodhound i've just really loved the aesthetics of bloodhound and love their lore and just think they're a really fun legend and and they sort of match my play style Uh, and i wanted someone who i spent a lot of time with who I think I would go back to even after like getting tired of them and playing other legends, and also just liking the heirloom itself. Um, and I, it was either it was down between lifelines and bloodhounds, or just holding onto it and waiting for like cryptos or bangalores. But uh, I just felt like I've waited long enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta. What do you say? Smoke them if you got them, yeah. Zop. So I. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I pulled the trigger and I got Bloodhounds because it's it's a little bit different. It's not the most popular, and Bloodhound has someone who I've always really appreciated the aesthetics of and uh, and wanted to get back to because I think my game gameplay style matches up with you know what they sort of shine at. Um, so that's what I what I did, and I, I'm super excited that I did. I I don't regret it at all, and uh, have just really enjoyed having that you know that axe uh, flipping around. Yeah. And the fact that it, that they've got an axe, which is just a good weapon. Yeah, just I'm sure that feels good to stick somebody with. Yeah, sure does. Uh, yeah, I, I you were talking about like you know I'm thinking about waiting maybe like see what comes comes up and I'm like you you need to you need to get this now like yeah <laughs> like we talked it out too like okay what other legends like maybe crypto but like it's gonna be forever you're gonna sit on heirloom charts for that long no that would and, be that, that's not the move yeah I, th- I and I thought like bloodhound I think bloodhound's perfect. Perfect for you. All right, Nugget. So, what what Bloodhound tips? I'll let I'll let Meteor share share uh, what you've been uh, liking about uh, Scan, and then uh, yeah, scan, 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 and more scan. Uh, <laughs> uh, run around and look at uh, tracks. Okay, so Bloodhound. Uh, okay, uh, there are a few legends. Uh, I've, I've had ups and downs with uh, the legends I've been learning. Bloodhound ended up being one of the the more effortless legends I got to play, and I think the kind of shine like kind of reflects. Their des- the design of their kit, and uh, yeah, Bloodhound is super straightforward, super simple, but really satisfying. Um, the scans, oh boy, the scans—they are super powerful. Like th- just the right scan at the right time, like 
gives you a view of the entire like area mm-hmm. where all the positioning is and like you'll you'll know how to operate exactly when you know where all the enemies are you know um so uh yeah it's been kind of effortless uh, uh playing bloodhound and like timing the scans i mean uh sorry what were you saying were you gonna say something i was gonna say i love to use the scans um after a fight too like if you feel a third party coming or or your your spidey sense goes off when you think a third party is out there somewhere or you know one's coming if you send a scan out Mm -hmm. it just gives them that pause that you need to grab the shield swap or reposition so you have a moment to yeah has that have you actually had moments like that where you like just kind of do a preliminary scan and realize the third party's coming Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, wow, okay. I send it out. Sometimes I just waste scans because I, I, like, we're looting. We want to fight. We're looting. And I'm pretty sure no one's there, but I have it, so I might as well send it out to see if uh, anyone's coming. I think that's great. Um, I think that's a good idea. I like to start fights with it, and I like to, you know, end fights with it. Uh, I've noticed, like, kind of, like, when I queue in with, like, lower-level randos, they kind of just scan, even though, like, no one dropped with us. So what what I like to do is I like to uh, save my scans because, obviously, it gives away your position. So I, I really just save it, like, until, like, we're pushing and we know there are people nearby. But if we're, like, rotating, I'm not going to scan. Like, if I have a pretty good idea that there's no enemies nearby, like, at least in the nearest vicinity of us, like, I'm not going to waste it. Because the scan is so long now that, like, if yeah. there's an squ- enemy squad in the fringes of it, like, they'll know we're there and then they, they can, like, ready themselves for us. So I, I like I like conserving it just a little bit. But, like, during combat and stuff, like, yeah, I'm, I'm spamming it. Um... And then the ultimate. You got any tips for the ultimate? Or uh, for me, uh, I just my biggest used tip it, yeah. is like is just to mentally readjust because when you when you pop that ultimate, you do the whole bathing in the blue th- yeah. animation, and uh, you feel like you're instantly invincible, but you're so not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're just as vulnerable as you are, if not more, because you're super visible and audibly you know, loud. Um, so I like to use it. I like to sort of, in my mind, I, I pop it. I still am pretty aggressive with it, but I like to think, don't overexpose myself because having the scans every, I think it's six seconds, is super impactful on fights. Um, so I try to be aggressive, but also try to, in the back of my mind, think, I have the, I have the potential to give my squad so much intel mm-hmm. just by doing the scans every six seconds. Um, so that's my biggest tip is, um, is to just... Mentally check yourself that you're not as invincible as you feel like you are when you pop the ult. Yeah. Okay. I think I got that problem. Yeah. I go nuts. Especially when you offer me a link combo. Like, hey, you can link these knocks together. Infinite oh, yeah. blood. Yeah. It's so, you know? it's so, it's so rewarding. Uh, yeah. I, I just got to remember that, like, uh, they know where I'm coming from. So I think if you're about to turn a corner, like, because you're going to have your scan. Might as well scan to, like, kind of even the playing ground. Like, oh, they're pre-aiming me. Or, you know, and also just utilizing the speed boost. Like, even if they know where you're coming from, at least, like, make sure you're strafing and moving and juking because you have that movement boost. That's great for flanking, too. Like, if your two squad mates are focusing someone, then you can be super aggro with it because they're distracted by getting shot from, you know, the other side of a rock and you just push full speed ahead from the other side. I feel like in those situations, you can be super aggro and it's not going to be you know, detrimental to you. And I, and I know you've also utilized the alt to uh, scan enemies when you're going up a jump tower, like if we're rotating, and also, like, just utilizing the movement boost when you want to, like, grab banners and stuff so you can get in and get out. Yeah, yeah, it's a good rotational tool. 
you go super fast. And uh, just a, and then lastly for Bloodhound, I think is that um, I I think I've gotten to the level with Bloodhound where I can just play them and jump in and like play pretty well. But in terms of like not yeah, I guess nearing quote unquote mastery, uh, deepening your understanding of Bloodhound is the the tracker, the track marks, like the tracks. Mm. Uh, uh, just like hunt, like hunting down and identifying where um, enemy squads are. What it really is, it's like being a detective when you're you're rotating out and you start seeing tracks. I think like a, a master bloodhound would be able to like kind of deduce like okay like what like we heard gunshots. That's why we're here. Uh, okay, maybe like they just finished the fight, right? We watched the kill feed and the fight ended. It's like okay, maybe I can use the tracks to discover where they're healing. So like stuff like that. And just like yeah. hunting that solo down that you've been like, who like kind of disappeared, and of course like using the scan to um, suss out the rat like in a, like a corner or something. I think that's really powerful. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I, we <laughs> had just played as the last player. Yeah, and you get scanned. Oh, it's so it's so depressing. But yeah, uh, yeah, we played a game or two where like I'm I'm like the last one. I'm ratting, and, and we just wa- I just watch a bloodhound run past. And it's like why didn't they scan you? It's like okay, well that's not a good bloodhound, is it? <laughs> I would like that. That would be great if there was a badge that kept track of how many knocks you got in a single ultimate. Yeah, that oh, would be a cool yeah. badge. That would be that's cool. a good idea. I mean, you have bloodhound. You have um, ultimate kills. That's a, that's a that's not a badge, but it's that's a tracker. Cool. Oh yeah, I mean tracker. Excuse me. Uh huh. I like that. that. Yeah. Kills per cool most kills that. in an alt. That's a cool idea. Um. Okay. So. We're running close on time. Let's do crypto uh, next. Uh, I would consider myself a crypto main, but in fact, when I went back to crypto for this uh, for this season, I actually like took a long break. Um, partly because I want to learn like other legends, and partly because Nugget started using crypto, which I completely support. Crypto is an awesome character, and I'm loving that you're loving uh, using crypto. So I kind of want to mesh like combine our, our thoughts on crypto now that you've been playing them so uh, uh, recently and often. Um, I really come around on crypto. I was not a fan at first, and now I'm a big, <laughs> big, big, big fan. Uh, what, yeah, what, what's what's appealing to you about uh, about him? Well, I think for a lot of the reasons you started playing him, like he's he's not picked very much, and you really have to learn how to play him to play him well. Yeah. Um, so he's super rewarding once you figure him mm-hmm. out and get a sense of how to play him well. Um, and I just really, what I really love about him is that he uh, can impact the game in ways that really no other legend can and win you games um that you have no business <laughs> winning um oh yeah and can just really do so much um remember that and i yeah i guess it's really the challenge i like that he can he can if you can play him well he's super strong but if you play him poorly he's <laughs> among the worst legends in the game if not maybe the worst yeah. so i just like the challenge and and <laughs> and it's kind of cool to like to play him well and to get to tap into that potential that he has. Started maining crypto back in season three when he was poop. Like, 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 all, oh, like yeah. he Big didn't poop. have a lot of his changes, but like, I, I made him, I think I maximized like what he could do at the time. And I, uh, what was really rewarding is that, well, also punishing was the fact that like back then there was such a stigma on like bad cryptos where like mm-hmm. people would disconnect if you pick crypto. <laughs> like, that's yeah. happened. Or, like, uh-huh. they'll get on mic and be like, what the fuck? Why are you playing crypto? Like, he's fucking trash. Like, what are you doing? Um, another thing I like about him is that if you can play him really well, it's really rewarding when, like, uh, say if I'm solo queuing, like, random teammates are like, oh, you're a great crypto. Like, that was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Like, your your plays are rewarded. Like, people appreciate a good crypto. 
So I, mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. Like knowing that I could jump to that proficiency level again and kind of play effectively, I kind of wanted to push the boundaries of what I could do with Crypto's kit because a general principle when you're starting crypto and if you want to be a good, good crypto is you don't want to be in your drone a lot. You want to just be like uh, judis- judicious with your with your drone and like you whip it out and it's going to be like you're in your drone for like two seconds and you place it where you need to place it for the EMP or watching the flank or whatever. But <laughs> this time I was like, well, I mean, I could do that or I could just like kind of experiment, experimenting with plays where I'm like, I want to see like how often and how like which circumstances I can actually use what crypto's drones are uh, designed to be, which is a security camera. So I'd be putting it in like really interesting locations, like in the corners of rooms and stuff, or like the third party of fight. I think it worked like half the time, but um, but in terms of my yeah, so in terms of my experience for the season, I was I was mostly doing that. Yeah, and just yeah, in, in general like tips for like new crypto players. Yeah, just don't be in your drone a lot. Uh, be really conscious of two v threes. Be take the lead. Uh, I think a nugget you were talking about, like somebody also advised that like, hey, to use crypto, you got to be super aggressive because you're leading the push with your EMPs. Yep. So really di- like dictate that and like shot call to your to your squad. Like if you're solo queuing and stuff, or I mean, I just do it anyway. Like if I'm EMPing, I'm gonna do the uh, attacking here ping, or just call like going comms and call it out, using it to watch flanks. And uh, get the recon beacons. It's easy. You have yeah, the easiest yeah. way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Get those recon, recon beacons. beacons are huge, and the the super quick respawns are really fun. Uh, Carry a mobile respawn if you can. Yes, yes. That. Yeah. Do you have anything to add, uh, Nugget or Zops? No, I think you covered it. I would say find yourself uh, like don't play crypto. What you need is a good crypto teammate. You get all the scans, <laughs> but then you get other abilities too. <laughs> yeah, having good crypto is nice. That's my tip. Takes a lot of it takes a good amount of playtime yeah. to really figure it all out because it's so timing based. But um, but yeah. Hey, what was that? Uh, to wrap up, what was that? That sixty meter distance for where you need oh, to yeah, explode it while you're running to be yeah, safe. Yeah. So now that you're uh, you're when you do your EMP, are you talking about the EMP? Oh, so, if yes. you're picking up banners, I thought you were talking about when you pick up banners. Okay. Well, that's two it's two things. So what what Zab is referring to is when you EMP, the EMP radius flat out is 30 meters right so what you could do is when you set your drone out um on the bottom left is the distance from crypto u to the drone where you're piloting if it's 60 meters away what you could do is set the drone set your emp and by the time uh you you rush up to the fight you'll barely get to the edge of the the edge of the crypto or the emp blast so it's 30 meter blast but if you're 60 feet away by the time you run over you're just barely catching up to where you're not getting hit by the blast, if that makes sense. Like, you trigger it, you run, and you're, the DMP just ends where you're just about to enter that radius so you can get into the fight. Nice. Nugget, what uh, revive box thing were you talking about? A uh, pretty similar concept. I thought you were there? talking about, because um, a lot of times meteors played crypto enough that if I'm like trying to grab banners with the drone, He'll, he, I think it's a tip that you gave out once, Meter, where you said if you ping this spot from your ping, you can, you know, once you're 60 meters away, you know that's the distance of, of um, you know, when you can put the drone out or how far you can go without being out of range for yeah, the drone. Yeah, it's 60 meters. So if, like, you ping the box, then you run to get safe. You always at least have a reference point for how far away you are from those boxes. So the edge of your drone is, you can only fly up to your drone up to 200 meters before you can't control it anymore. 
So when you're when you're disengaging a fight and like say your your teammates are down and you're like disengaging because you know you can go back and fly your drone to grab banners, always be cognizant of how far you're running away. So like look back and highlight like where your uh, your teammates' pings are, where your banner their banners are because it pings it to you. Uh, it'll it'll show you the meter track. You, you can only go up to 200 meters. So go like you can only like you can only run as far as like 200 to 199 meters away. So make sure you're not going too far because if you're like fleeing indiscriminately, you realize you're 220 meters away and you can't grab banners. Like it's screwed up. So always be cognizant that you're within 200 meters before you you fly your drone out and grab banners. Nice. Yep, that's huge. Hit that hard on Spotify. It helps us out. Helps the show grow. If you're on iTunes. Rate or review us. If you're on Alexa, say, hey, Alexa, I like this podcast or something. <laughs> anything helps. So you guys got anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no. That's it. I uh, can't wait to talk I'm about good. more Legends. All right. Um, are we signing off? Let's do it to it. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Dropship. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, join the Discord. We'd love to uh, see you guys there. And, uh, yeah, so that's been my time with the Dropship podcast. Listen to my next podcast, the Drop Shipping podcast. And it's been a good time. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Happy New Year. Here's to 2021. Ooh, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, everybody. Laser blazers.